Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit This Ecology with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 599 for comics originally coming out. Um, the second week of Dece of November 2020. But before Drew and I can come and get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops next week. Drew, we got some stuff from our listeners and a few questions we got to figure out. Yeah, Kyle and I are in the same room recording this. We are on the road at our father's house in Indiana. Hey. So uh, we are sneaking off into a room to record this for you guys so that we maintain our, our schedule. Uh, and we, you know, just tell <laughs> if, it's, if it's any different because we're in Indiana now. Um, and, and we're right beside each other. So. And for the first time ever, I can see if my brother's rolling his eyes at me. Actually, <laughs> we did this last year, too. We've done a few times in person. Have we? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Anyway, uh, on the road edition. And first, we have some feedback from our good buddy Jason in Hawaii, uh, who had some questions about us opening a comic shop. Um, dear Kyle and Drew, if you guys can open your own comic shop, what would you call it? I'll go first on this one. Um, I would call it Drew's Comics. <laughs> I'm, gu I'm guessing that's what I... No, I'd probably call it Comics for Fun and Profit. Um, there you go. Um, I like our handle. It rolls off the tongue, so I think I'd continue to use that. Um, Kyle, what, what would you call yours? I'd be something simple. I, you know, there's a bunch of really cool names and a bunch of things just kind of steeped in geekdom you see a bunch of like dungeon themes or uh -huh. names like that or, something turtles related yeah, or, maybe yeah exactly something like that <laughs> but it would probably just simply be something like kyle's comics yeah with a k yeah exactly exactly and an More x like, exactly yeah <laughs> yeah i would go off the wall with k kyle's comics with a k and then the, yeah I'd yeah do something weird like that but i'd want it to be known that it's it's a comic book shop yeah uh, would you try to give each publisher a fair share of space on the racks? I would not. I would not be a big two shop. I would carry subs of <laughs> big two, plus maybe like a top ten, um, and then I would be more of. So I'd be a, a prof. I would be not a profitable shop, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so and then I would be more obscure stuff, um, back half stuff. Um, you know, try to have. Like a lot of the smaller publishers out there, uh, try to carry the you know publishers that don't go through Diamond that go direct to shops. I'd, I'd want to do that, um, and like local stuff, you know, local art, yeah. local artists and creators. Um, but I mean, I would have like the top ten DC and top ten Marvel or whatever, uh, maybe top twenty. But I, I I wouldn't go full Monty on those guys. <laughs> um, I don't know that that would, and it probably wouldn't help that I uh, uh, didn't have the what people wanted. <laughs> I walked in the store, so uh, I don't I don't know if I'd be a good shop owner. Anyway, Kyle, what about you? Yeah, I mean you got to give everybody a fair shake, especially since you know some of my favorite things are aftershock, image books, stuff like yeah. that. But you can't go too deep with some of those things. But you want to give people variety and things to get into. Um, but. My biggest fun thing that I love the most in comic book shops is digging through back issue stuff. Yeah. So that would be, you know, I would want a lot of fun back issue digging yeah. to do as much as I could to get as many of the long boxes that you buy in bulk so people can dig through and make their own runs and their own stuff and their own fun. Um, and then, of course, have a wall of all the new stuff. You got to have the new too. You got to have your big image books. You got to have your, uh, your, your, some booms and some, some, uh, 
some Ninja Turtles and Transformers <laughs> and stuff like that. But I'm probably not going to go deep into the Xenoscopes and stuff like that because I, even as much as we look at these things and you know we analyze them every week, I still don't have a grasp on that kind of stuff. Yeah. How many Vampirellas do I need and how many of those things? So it, that would be that would be my most difficult thing is to figure out what I think we need. Yeah, exactly. Without you know losing too much money in each one. Yeah, no doubt. Um, besides carrying comics and collected editions, what else would you carry? Action figures, statues, original pages, etc. Yeah, I think uh, original art would be really cool to carry. Um, also, really expensive to carry. But you know, let's since this is imaginary. Yeah, um, I'm not a big action figure guy or statue guy, but you know, I might have a small area for that. But I would love to have like original art on the wall um that was for sale of course um but i right now i have one piece so there you go. it would it, i would have to acquire some more yeah. i mean for me i also you know one of my big passions is video games and gaming and stuff like that so i would probably have ah, that's cool some older games and some collectible and some vintage gaming stuff like that just kind of some older niche if you're into the geeky and techie market that have those things you, you tend to run into those kind of things when you have people bring in comic books for sale sometimes they bring in old nintendos and stuff like that um and i'm a big fan of the shops that have the the saturday magic tournaments and the and the uh the Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments or whatever the kind of like things like that uh so if it's going to be a, a fun and a nice open comic book shop i'd like to have those those different event type things so i'd probably carry the magic cards the Yu-Gi-Ohs, the pokemons and have the try to have a different event and get people into the shop for other things and then hope they cross pollinate into comics and other things. Hmm. Uh, what key issues would you like on your shelf behind the counter to sell? Oh man, I would like all of them. Yeah, I would love to have you know like ASM, the Amazing one, Fantasy Fifteen just hanging out there. Amazing Fantasy Fifteen. I'd love to have Detect Twenty Seven, Action Number One. I'd love to have them all. Um, so yeah, I would I would love to have the big keys, um, and the little keys. Those those are fun, um, to to have on display. And yeah, I would I would want want to have those. But of course, they're all very very expensive. So yeah, but under the current market, I mean, you're you're gonna want what's moving the most now. So you're gonna want your New Mutants ninety eight. You want your. Uh, Ultimate Fallout's the another one of the big ones. So you'd rather have ten affordable keys, yeah, than and stuff one, that's in the know, like one that people, people come buy. in talking about how much they're looking forward to the new Miles Morales stuff. Oh, by the way, here's the Ultimate Miles yeah. Morales book. Here's what you want to work towards, kind of thing. Yeah. So, so the things that are the the big hit items, I'd want to have. Always have a Walking Dead one on the the wall. A lot of self first appearances. Yeah, self first appearances, but true, absolutely, hundred um, percent. You know the Venom covers that are moving like crazy. Yeah. Uh, the, you know you want his first appearance, the ASM three hundred kind of thing. The stuff that's regularly selling online and the stuff that's the keys that are moving. I'd want to make yeah. sure I had. Yeah. Um, would you guys hold forty Warhammer game night, etc.? Uh, I would not, uh, unless. Like there was somebody who was super passionate about that or Pokemon or magic or something that would want to do that. Uh, I don't like any of that stuff myself. I don't want to deal with any of that stuff myself. I would not want any of that stuff in my shop unless I wasn't dealing with it at all. <laughs> I would 100%. And a lot of times with those tournaments, you just have one of the people that's in the tournament can kind of 
you know, everybody knows the tournament rules, and they can kind of self-police a lot of that. And just, you know, a nice place to have fun and enjoy themselves. Just enjoy the shop and come in, spend a few bucks, buy their snacks and drinks for me, play on the tables off to the side and all that fun stuff. Uh, who would you like to have to be the first creator at the shop for signings? Uh, for me, it's Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, that's who I would like to have. He's uh, probably my favorite writer of all time, and I would love to be able to get him into the shop. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really cool creators. Brian K. Vaughn's a great answer there. Um, I love artists coming in, signing their art, and people with all the different covers um sketches and stuff yeah, yeah sketches and all that neat stuff so uh, i'm trying to think who'd be i mean there's just so many awesome people it'd just be lucky to have anybody but you try to get the oh, i'm trying to think here the greg capullo kind of thing oh yeah sign some he'd be good batman some obviously jim lee if you can get up jim lee come to sign yeah his covers that would be yeah dig up stanley dig up, stanley, him up. Have him. Yeah, that'd be great. Have his entourage in there. Um, so thank you, Jason. That's a great question. Um, food for thought. Uh, in this economy, we're not opening up a shop anytime soon. But <laughs> hey, you never know. Maybe in retirement, it's something we can do to, for fun. Buy out some of these shuttering shops and just yeah, <laughs> we can just keep their their them th they're going going along. I mean, I mean, I think I would want like a little coffee shop going on in there. So people just come and chill and read comics. Hundred percent. That'd be fun. The probably lose a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. No, I probably wouldn't even charge them. Let them open up <laughs> back issues. and I really wouldn't. That's crazy. Yeah. I think i just let them just rip through them. I always like to like open essentially a bar. That's The biggest theme is geeky stuff. So where yeah. it'd be a bar instead of being themed towards sports, it'd be, you know, during the day I'd have most of a comic book shop. And then the evening it'd be mostly games and food and things like that so david busters Dave, but more towards tabletop more oh so okay that type of game yeah okay yeah, that's that's cool so yeah our sh my shop would lose a lot of money um kyle's might might break even <laughs> we'll, we'll see he's, he's 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 embracing a few more cool ideas um if you have questions like this or other questions comments about something we've one of our segments please reach out to us uh Email is the best way, so that's comicsforfunandprofit at gmail.com. But you can always talk to us online on the social media sites, Twitter, Comics Fun Profit, Instagram, Comics for Fun and Profit, and Facebook, Comics for Fun and Profit. And you can comment and like and share and all that good stuff and let us know um, how we're doing. Uh, we appreciate that feedback. Uh, now it's time to get into the Hot Ten. Uh, what's going on election week as far as comic sales? <laughs> uh, let's see. Of course, we're going to our good friends at comicbookinvest.com, uh, and we're finding their hot 10 comics. Look at that, Kyle. Look at number one. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Are you? Did I have that open for you? I did not, but that's okay. I'm clicking it right now. Oops. Anyway, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures number one. Uh, Michael Dooney doing the writing and also the art so no Eastman involvement at all mm -mm. Um, this is why is this a $125 book after seeing steadily increases in 9.8s all year when back in January it was about 125 to 150 to being a pretty steady $300 seller in September and October this has skyrocketed to $506 and the newsstand 9.8 sold for 1200 
for all near mint copies will run you almost 200 as well definitely a key for turtles fans that was long overdue for some serious heat i'll do can you explain that to me i don't know just an old uh origin of the adventure so it's based on the tv series versions of that okay. a little bit more um very cool book this is less than the mirage stuff right the small studio eastman studio stuff there's more of these out there than there are the mirage stuff yes. yeah okay that works keep it on the turtles bandwagon at number two the last run at number one there is a capped at 300 aaron bartling variant would probably repeat as the top of the list if there were just more copies out there for sale Two more sales this week of $700 and $900, coupled with only a couple copies being for sale. This one is going to be a beast for a while. Remember, I told you there was quite a few different uh, store versions of this yeah, book yeah. out there, and we're seeing quite a few of those be very popular. Even at rank three, last run in number one, Stan Yak variant, only 250 of these. Speaking of, this one's just now hitting people's doorsteps, and it's upwards of the price staircase. Pre-sold for between $150 and $175, and is now $200, and appears to be headed even higher. Huh. Again, we talked about this last week. The Dark Knight's Death Metal Rise of the New Gods, the number one boss, Logic 1 in 25, a really cool-looking book. Continuing its upward trend, this is now coming close to triple digits. Keep telling myself that it will come down, but as of right now, it's only gone up. Ooh, Strange Talent of Luther Strode at rank number five from our good friend Justin Just Jordan. talked about this. Yeah, we definitely did. I heard from many people last week that this should have been on the list. Please keep in mind that the list is current when I write it, which is not necessarily on the Friday. That being said, this jumped from 25 to over 125. My pessimistic, pessimistic self asks, is this book really worth almost as much as Saga 1 Raw? We'll see. No. It's not. Well, that was an easy answer. At rank six, Star Wars Adventures Shadow of Vader's Castle number one, the one in ten variant, uh, selling for three times the ratio the week of. Who doesn't love a cool-looking Vader cover? Also remember that the regular issue is an $8 cover price, with which would make one assume that the print run will be lower than expected for a number one. We have the secret variant to crossover number one at rank seven. Drew, I was seeing this come out, and I thought that was kind of cool. I've heard nothing but good things about this story. The Pied Piper strikes again, which is, of course, a good boy, Donnie Cates. Look out for that Raphael Graciati variant when it goes live. Wow, Hench Girl number one. I remember when that one came out. It was it's a Scout comic book, if I remember correctly. Or, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, that. Scout Comics. Blast from the Pass Alert. While never that easy to find, this one had fallen... Uh, to around 10 to 25 for Raw. That is until it was announced this week that a live-action series will be coming to Freeform. Take that networking into consideration when buying at $50 based on an option news. Still, still good for Kristen Goodsnook. 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 Green Lantern Corps, number 30 from 2014. The one in 25 Mad variant. First of all, it surprised me to find out that this was a $30 book even a couple weeks ago. Now it's 50 While I would expect to see several pop up, I think it is safe to say that there are some kinds, there is some kind of following for Laura Fleas. Yep, you love him. We love Laura Fleas. He's hilarious. And uh, at rank 10, Uncharted number one. Forget about finding the Ghost Hughes variant, but this regular issue is now pushing $50 after being about half that a couple weeks ago. 
several major movie websites are giving this Tom Holland flick some early buzz, and we saw some uh, a picture of Tom Holland from the set. Okay. Yeah, now, now you, you, you play this game? Or was yeah, this I played a, several. There's four... four uh, they Sony exclusive? Uh-huh. Yep, they're from Naughty Dog Studio. And they... At the, at the time... It's they Tomb Raider. Came, Tomb Raider with a guy. But at the time, it was like pushing the envelope as far as graphics... Were concerned, it was it was really good. Right? Kind of, yeah, the first Cutting one edge. was okay. The second one was a really big thing for the PlayStation Three at the time. Oh, okay, it, it pushed the the levels of that hardware, and it was one of those games that played like a movie that was just as fun to sit beside somebody and watch as it was to play. Um, and those, you know, we got a third one and then a fourth one subsequent on the PS Four. Very good games. That's cool. I like that one. When, when, you probably weren't. Collecting Uncharted comics. Not the comics, no. I don't, I don't even remember that era. When was that? Do you know? Off the top of your head? For the first issue, yeah. That would have been 15 years ago. 15 years ago. Yeah. 15, 20 years ago. So, then, no. We were not collecting at the time. <laughs> honorable mention for Captain Marvel number 23 from 2020, the Russell Dowderman variant. 10 to $15. Another week, another Marvel first appearance. This time, Ovi, the villain, and Bridget, which is Thor's daughter, just keep in mind that this story takes place 30 years in the future. Not that that will stop anyone from using them again. Just a heads up. And in their more off-the-wall versions of things, we have Science Comics number 4. Definitely not an easy book to find. Only two sales in the past two years, but a 4.0 copy sold this week for six grand, Doubling the 5.5 copy in 2017. The Green Skeleton Guy definitely needs some arm days at the gym, and why does the yellow beast guy have six toes? Maybe the oddest thing is how Laura is alive while wearing a very odd space gear with no helmet. It's kind of neat. It is, it's a very neat, detailed cover, and it's damsel in distress again. There you go. Um, they just keep popping up and at high dollar amounts. Like, and things that, like this is the first I'm hearing of most of these books. Yeah, I've never heard of this. That's amazing. All right, well, our good friend Eric has cranked out a FOC for us just in time for showtime. So, um, Kyle, lead, let, what's he got to say? All right, of course, FOC is our final order cutoff. It's our last ability to order some things as we're order, even if we didn't order them on the uh, previews catalog. We can still get these things. Um, our good friend Eric Calbunker makes us this wonderful list of all FOC items, and we have until late day on Saturday or Sunday for our DC items and then Monday for all the rest of the things to add them to our order and make sure that we have them. And the first thing that Eric's highlighting for us that he thinks is going to be on this list is that he's got Batman black and white number one and the cover C is a Peach Momoko Talia Al Ghul variant. So we're going to go back to the Batman black and white again? I guess. Huh, I missed this. Written and writing, written and in art by Varios, and of course that Peach Momoko cover. Uh, the second item is Hellboy and BPRD, her Fatal Hour. Cover B is a Mike Mignola cover um, from our good friends Marvel. Guardians of the Galaxy number 9, Al Ewing with a Raphael Albuquerque cover. Dark Knight's Death Metal, The Last Stories of the DC Universe number 1. A one-shot here. This is of course okay. the big one. Is this the out. one that's yeah, this gonna the $9 book coming out that's kind of gonna, I believe, push us forward into our uh, future state? Yeah. Interesting. So, this is something that might have some first appearances. Yeah, of whatever these people 
will be will be gone with what we'll do. But then there was also a book that w- was on the FOC last week that might have some first appearances. <laughs> so we don't know. We don't know. Amazing Spider-Man fifty four, um, the nullified variant, Scara. and of course you can't forget Venom. Venom thirty one, Donny Cates with an Ebon Coelho cover. What's the KIB? Is that something that's going on yeah, in Venom that I don't know? Something in Venom that I don't know either. Fantastic. Killer in Black or something like that, whatever it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I heard that. All right. Yeah, but let's not take Eric's word for it. Let's dig in and see what we can find. And let's start in our DC books. Really like Barbara Gordon, and she is on the cover of the 1 in 25. Go back to our Oracle days with some of that as well. Very cool. So there's a Gary Frank last stories of the DC universe. What did they pick? Just through a standard, right? Probably. Yes. That's interesting. Art Germ with a really cool Dark Knight's Death Metal 6 cover. There's a DC's multi very multi very <laughs> DC's very merry multiverse. Ten Tales of Heroic Holiday Hijinks. That's their quarterly. Yeah, their quarterly 80-page giant. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes there's some good stuff in here. Yeah. Maybe not this time. You never know. (laughs) And then we have the final Metal Men. The last of Dan Didio as he rides off into the sunset. Taking his, what was his thing that he was going to do for DC that they scrapped when they fired him? <laughs> what was that? It was uh, something, 5G? Was that 5G? That was his idea? Mm. Like not the not the cell phone? Yeah. <laughs> we have Superman Endless Winter Special number one. I wonder what that is. Hmm. I miss a lot of these because I yeah. don't read the solicits. Green Lantern Season 2. There's a J.G. Jones cover. B. I really like J.G. Jones. Wow, I haven't seen him for a while. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good look at him. Look, good looking cover. He's back. Yeah. And then there's a Rorschach 3 jock variant. I wonder what that looks like. Yeah, jockey. Jockish. Very jockish. Pretty good, though. I bet you that'll go up. That's all I had in DC. Same here. Don't see much in Dark Horse to talk about. That Spy Island is ending. I'd forgotten about that completely. We got a Stranger Things D and D crossover. Who's doing? Is it Beck that's doing the covers that look like the D and D thing, or was that a different thing? No, these were these ones that had the one that you couldn't figure out if it was the Monster Guide or the yeah, this same thing with the Beck one. Even Michael Beck writing these. Yeah, they kind of look like modules. Mm-hmm. Some of these look like modules. Those are the ones that I think are the most collectible. The modules? Yeah. Those are the best covers. 
Kendra C's Lock and Key, the final issue of uh, Tale Battalion Scarab. And that's Joe Hill, right? Writing that again? Yes. Uh, second issue of the Jenica 2 miniseries. Let's see if this 10 copy is going to be anything, anything to scare at. Junie Ba is doing the writing on that, Ooh. or the art on that. I kind of like that uh, art on that one. Do you like it for $20? No, but I do like it. And down to end name image. Ooh, we have four more covers for Walking Dead. Issue four. So we went six, five, four. Is that right? Uh, I think so. That's cool looking. I'll be getting them all. Finch, Moore, Adler, and Adams. Well, we know Charlie Adler, of course. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, the cover is the same cover as the, yeah. the uh, original. He just re say. is he just recreating it, or are they dusting it off? Do you think? <sighs> He's just recreating. I want to pay him again. Yeah. He sued, didn't he? And got paid. Yes, he did. Yeah, okay, here's KIB King and Black name or number one. So it's all these King and Black is KIB, and I said Keller and Black, not King and Black. Kurt Music writing that name or. Sorry, I jumped the mark there. No, that's fine. I always like the Empire Strikes Back variants for Star Wars. And whoever Droopy McCool is is your, uh, your action figure. Who is that? I don't know. Some lump of weird. That's a great Millennium Falcon on that cover. Did you end up getting the um, Bounty Hunters? Yeah. Star Wars Bounty Hunters? Did you read it? No. Man, Mike Myers has been raving about that show, or about that comic, and I slept on it. He likes it? Yeah, he loves it, yeah. Mm -hmm. He said it's fantastic. We got Sword number one. Now, these could end up being something because isn't kind of the next phase of our MCU stuff supposed to be kind of sword-based? What? I don't know that. Oh. Do you know that? I, I don't I'm... know anything. They don't tell me, but I heard a lot of things. What did you it. hear? Um, like it's... sword and sorcery, like Conan stuff? No, S-W-O-R-D. Set in a world observation and response directly. And that's going to be the new movies? Um, yeah, well, as they're in space, as everybody kind of ends up, ends up in space a little bit more, oh, they talked about it. Being kind of more towards this sword. It's dumb, dumb, dumb. But I don't know any of that. I just, that was just something being kicked around. God. Come on. So I just want to leave all the all the real characters alone for a while because everybody, and then they'll reboot them down the line. Possible. From our good friends at Artist Writers and Artisans. Um, we have another book, Erratic, number one of a five-issue series. Kari Andrews on that one. Interesting. 
and I usually really like the writing in these books, so I'm high on that one. Yeah. Uh, they really haven't, no, no stinkers among them, you mm-hmm. know? And nothing in Boom for me. Yeah. From Vault, Giga got a second print. Yeah. Deluxe Foiled second print as well. Yeah. And then, of course, it's about the giant robots. Red Sonia, 22, I think. Mark Russell finishes up at 25. That sounds right. There you go. Maybe 24. You remember that Star Wars Rise of Kylo Ren that was so hot? Oh, yeah. That four issue series. Yeah, you could get a signed Charles Soule version of that first issue for thirty seven forty nine mm-hmm. from our good friends at what are those Dynamic Forces? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that who does those? Yeah. So if you miss it the first time around when it was hot, fear not. And there's also Knock 'em Dead by Aftershock. This is. Elliot Ray Hall doing the writing with Mattia Monaco. Uh, sometimes you kill, sometimes you get killed, but no matter what, everyone dies the first time they go on stage. Another comedian, stand-up yeah, comedy right. thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very derivative. <laughs> then I don't think I see anything else. Do you? do not so there's that now let's take a look at our good friends at cover price and they're they covered the internets for us and looked around and found uh, what the hot books were yeah some of these will be familiar to you at the very first one we're talking about Batgirl 50 um, we talked about how this one's gonna be sought after the standard cover of Ryan Wilder's first appearance outperformed all the other books in this list and sold 169 copies. 169 copies on the secondary market. That That's good. Moving like crazy. That's really good. Um, high sale of $40 for a raw book. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that this is going to be one to hold on to for a while. So they think this one's a little bit more than just Flash and Fan. Oops. <laughs> Uh, from 2011, of course, it's The Strange Tales of Luther Strode again at rank number one. For The Hollywood Reporter, The Strange Tales of Luther Strode is being developed as a movie by new production company All Nighter. This new set sales skyrocketing, 17 copies, 150 bucks for Raw. Dang. Didn't you? You thought you might have some of this, right? Yes, I do. That was, I mean, that's right. That's when we came in. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we might have been, to, was it 2010 or 2011? Because... We started reading Image when Walking Dead 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 in 2010. Yeah. But I think we started reading comics heavier when New 52 in 2011. Yeah, that's true. So I'm not sure if we were, were we dabbling Mm -hmm. in 2010? Then we weren't big on Justin Jordan until after. Yeah, so we might have, it's it's right there, it's close. We'll, We'll have to check. At rank three, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the last round of number one, the Kevin Eastman one in ten. At CGC 9.8, going for 140. Uh, the standard last Ronin number one 
everything last room and going crazy. 120 for SCGC 9.8. Uh, at rank 5, uh, Drew, we have Moon Knight number 1 from 1980. A CGC 9.8 going for $549. Yeah, the Oscar Isaac news. Yeah, moving 67 copies on the internet, so uh, not hard to sell either. Yeah, people are excited about that. Uh, we talked about it rank 1, Batgirl 50. We also have the cover B now, $30 for Raw on that. Let's see, Michelangelo had this book. <laughs> yes. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number one, Mirage Comics from 1985. There's a reveal at the end of The Last Ronin that has caused recent interest in this solo series. There's debate if that reveal is a red herring, though it seems pretty straightforward. 30 copies moved, a 9.6 selling for 150 bucks. At rank eight, Spawn 311, the McFarland. Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman tribute in black and white. Ah. 20 bucks at Raw. Told you. You told me. Uh, Gotham Academy number one from DC 2014. Maps Misog- er, Mizuguchi recently debuted in the, as the newest Robin. twenty seven ninety five for a Raw copy of this. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures number one. The last Ronin has lit a fire under various TMNT books. This Archie series features the first appearance of Krang, Bebop, and Rocksteady. That's the one. Not sure why the exact interest in this suddenly has shot and made it a pretty cool comic. It's sold 14 copies, a CGC 9.2 for 158 and a CGC 9.6 for 380 uh, Okay, that's the first appearance of Krang. Bebop. That's because cool. that one's based off of the TV uh, series, which is where they, they came from. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, rank 11, the Department of Truth number 2, the David Romero 1 in 25 variant. Uh, sold 42 copies and had a high sale of 42 bucks. And even creepier the second time around. Is that the baby the book? Baby book yeah. uh, Phantom Star Killer number one, the secret VHS uh, variant limited to 400 from Scout. This is the Scout's second secret VHS variant. It's quite popular. It makes for a fun book to look for on new release Wednesdays. This VHS is still hot and sold 18 copies. Had a high sale of 112 bucks for a raw. Jeez. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin, number one. A Sanda Lucci, one in 25. Uh, 9.8 sold for 179.69. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin, Ashcan. Uh, we had talked about this. This was they booted this so that they could uh, improve the art. So the it was it was so lukewarm, but it is very uh, sought after still. Uh, 19 copies sold, had a high of 100 bucks for a raw copy. Uh, Star Wars Darth Vader number six uh, from Marvel in 2020. Uh, this is a great cover by Inhyuk Lee, but it also features the first appearance of Ochi, a Sith assassin. And right now, first Star Wars appearances are highly sought after. This the first print? Uh, yeah, the, the first print of Star Wars Darth Vader number six is where we get Ochi, the Sith Assassin. Yeah, and I really like the second print. I think we talked about that in yeah. FOC last week. It's going to have the cover of him on it. So Well, this is sold 26 and really the, the highest sold for 25 bucks. So is there still room? To... There's still room for this, especially if they do some cool things with that character. It... Like I said, I really like that second print with him on the cover. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 300. Yeah. That's a good one. 
Spawn 311. Uh, the, this is not the black and white version. This is just the colorized version. Yeah, cover A. Uh, which is what I went with. Sold 30 copies and had a high sale of $10 for raw coffee. So I'm half right. Still awesome looking. Still looks good. Um, but yeah, it's well worth a $2 investment for $11 return. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man number one, the silver and black variant from 1990. Uh, there's a t- so tremendous amount of these out there. <laughs> um, it sold 10 copies. and But... Uh, a 9.8 CGC sold for $99, so that's good. And you probably paid a quarter for it. There you go. Uh, Batman 101, the Jorge Jimenez Grifter design variant. All of those design variants are doing really well. They really are. Um, a high sale of 30 bucks for Near Mint Raw. And our old favorite, Spawn number 1 from 1992, continues to sell. Uh, 9.8 uh, sold for 150 bucks. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I think now is the time we're going to look over at our new releases and check out our sneak peek. Yeah, we're going to start at our good friends UCF, UCFcomicdistributors.com forward slash new releases and look at our DC items that will be coming out on November the 10th. Got a couple American vampires, the second version or the second issue of those. Yeah, Frank Villa's got like a trippy cover B there. It's really nice. I really like the 1 in 25 Dark Knight's Death Metal. Infinite Hours, extreme number one. <laughs> uh, it's just a, a cool uh, shot at our good boy Lobo there on the cover. Uh, was that the Grandpa, Raphael Grandpa variant? Yeah. That is nice. Bilkless. Evely doing the cover for Detective 1030. Man, that's nice. Both cover A and B, awesome for Detective 1030. Yeah. Are my money, man. DC's covers are just fantastic. Mm -hmm. Hopefully the interiors could hold up sometimes. And look at that throwback Green Lantern. Lantern, That's exactly what I was like. Liam Sharp. That looks like a romance comic Mm -hmm. cover. Very cool. I just can't read Grant Morrison's Green Lantern. It's, it's not good. <laughs> Heard great things about this Hawkman. I, I, I've never been into the character myself, but I, I've heard that this is a really good version. Might be a nice trade to pick up down the road. There you go. Punchline special number one. She gets her own James Tinian book. With a Marco Andolfo cover. Yeah. We got a cover A. We got a cover B. It looks like Cho. Yeah, it's Frank Cho. <laughs> Good call. Well, it's, uh, it, yeah, it's, I'm sorry, I'm looking, it's not under the other art. And then the blank that's not a blank. Mm-hmm. You love those. And then the 125 we're not allowed to talk about. You can talk about them, Kyle. They can be awesome. You just can't make it your pick. <laughs> you just can't make it your pick. Superman 27, I like that black cover. Yeah, that's really nice. Danny Mickey doing that. Or the Ivan Rice and Danny Mickey. Yeah. And we talked in sneak peek about this Joshua Middleton cardstock variant. So is Danny Mickey one. like the colorist? And they're starting to recognize the colorist on covers or something? Or are they really... Tony S. Daniel and Danny Mickey are doing the covers together? No idea. That's dumb. They're both, they both signed it. 
it looks like. Why? But I don't get it. Oh, great Josh Middleton with Wonder Woman. Yeah. She's great. Then you get Steve Puart on the inside. Ah, if you've written any any good, then it's pretty something to, to check out. And we talked about down uh, the Why the Last Man compendium trade paperback number one being available yeah. uh, this week as well. Beautiful. Man, so good. Go to the uh, good or good folks at Image. Uh, getting it together, number two, which I read the first issue. It is um, a little niche, um, not quite for me. I'm not. I'm not. It's only four issues. Maybe I read another one. I don't know. On the fence. <laughs> Oblivion song on twenty eighth, and then. Spawn 308 going to a second print. Spawn 309 getting a third. And Spawn 310 getting a second. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the new Resident Alien is out from Dark Horse Comics. Did uh, you watch that trailer I sent you? Yes, I did. It looks cool. It looks really good. It's booted to 2021 now. Yeah. So I hope I can remember to watch it. <laughs> but it was a long trailer. Yeah, it was. It was good. Down into IDW where you have drunk another Dungeons and Dragons series starting up. Oh, they're pumping those out, aren't they? Yeah. Did, did like the um is it public domain now or something? What is the deal? No, I don't think so. I just think that they think that uh tabletop the, games are up. That the uh the, the age that read those books has got a little bit more income at the moment, so yeah. they're doing everything they can with those. Okay. They're wrong. I'm broke. <laughs> well, that's not... I, that's more mine. I agree. I was the Goosebumps generation more than you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Marvel Action Chiller. Jeremy Whitley. Sweeney Bow from IDW. So this is another one of those IDW Marvel crossovers. And I don't think there was anything in this. Let's see if there was any. Of course, Doctor Strange, Iron Heart. That now I'm usually drawn to the TMNT uh, Eastman covers. Yeah. Uh, but this is this Jody Nishijima again, and I really like I really like um, head, yeah. headquarters. You know, cross sections of headquarters, mm -hmm. and, and this is a really cool one. That is nice. Like a, it's a doll. I call it. <laughs> A dollhouse cover. Yeah, this is a dollhouse cover. Good call. Bless me. <laughs> um, I, I like that. And last, last, her last couple of covers have taken off. They've been um, hot. This one might be the same. Champion's second issue. Just the one. Interesting. Taskmaster number one of five. Taskmaster has murdered Maria Hill. Or at least that's what the whole world thinks. Yeah, I'm guessing that didn't really happen. Yeah. That uh, Beta Ray Bell there on the True Believers for a dollar. 
in my uh, Walt Simonson cover 337. Oh, I like so much. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, X Men number four, facsimile edition, the first Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed this during FOC. This would have been a good FOC or a good facsimile to have. Yeah. Oops. That is kind of a cool cover. Which one are you talking Wolverine about? Wolverine 7, the Nolan variant. Is it uh, a cup of coffee on there? What is it? Is it his reflection? Yeah, it looks like. In a, a beer? Yeah, his reflection. His face is all tore up, and there's some medieval swords in front. It's kind of a cool, striking cover. I like that. Down into dynamite. Out of dynamite. Moving on from dynamite to our booms. We've unfortunately moved on from Power Rangers. We only find them when they're dead. Number three. These have been going to second prints pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And as we look down into the smaller publishers. Uh, we're going to collect Billionaire Island, which I still haven't finished in floppies. i got to do that. Um, Cutting Edge Siren Song is Tomb Raider meets the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Do you like that combo? Eh. Does that sound good to you? Does that do anything for you? Not really. And it's it's Butch Guise, Butch Guise doing the cover. Um, but other than that, I don't recognize anybody. Dune going to a second print. Oh, that House of Treaties. Mm-hmm. Hell Witch Forsaken is a um, continuation of something, right? Yeah. From our good friends at Aftershock, uh, we have Miskatonic, number one, uh, Mark Sable writing. Giorgio Portrelli on the art, and then Jeremy Hahn and Nick Filardi doing the yeah. covers. Holds many secrets, cultists, worshipping old gods, and doctors dead set on resurrecting the recently deceased, a house overrun by rats in the walls, but none more recent than a series of bombings targeting the Valley's elite. Very cool. Yeah. And we know Mark Sable from God Killers. We have from Antarctic we have Hot Valley Days and Cocaine Nights, uh, number one. This is Matt Spradlin uh, with Fareed Karimi telling the true story of a 15-year-old streetwise girl named Janie XXXXX. <laughs> Back in 1978, she left behind her abusive past in small-town Ohio and hitchhiked to L.A., where she found soon found out neighbor... Business was all about cocaine. For the next eight years, she worked to hustle cocaine for the cartel at clubs and parties. When she decided to stop selling, the trouble started. Anybody who runs away from Ohio, I want to read about their story. Seven Secrets number one, going to a fourth print. Our boy Tom Taylor's on fire. He is. He's, he's a good, good creator. Mm-hmm.
Anything else? Did you hit terminal pumps already? Uh, I glanced over it. Uh, it's Mad Cave. Uh, Matthew Ehrman doing it. Doing the writing and Shelby Griswell. Terminal Punks number one about three, four greasy gutter punk teens en route to their big show in the Big Apple. But when things go monstrously wrong and mutant animals are unleashed at the airport, our heroes must put on their combat boots, fly their black flag, and survive a viral genetic mutant nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like music-based comics sometimes, but sometimes they fall flat. I'm not sure which one this one's going to yeah, fall. Sometimes they're off the mark. Sometimes they miss miss the mark a little bit, yeah. All right. All right, Drew, this is the point of the podcast where I ask for your pick of the week. What's your one book to make sure you find, make sure you track down at your LCS and have, because it's going to be on a hot tether, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, I'm going to go uh, with a fun pick, and that's going to be Resident Alien, Your Rides Here, number one. Um, I always look forward to this series. It comes out every year or so, a nice three or four issue series. Um, and I am looking forward to this one. It's, um, I'm excited for it, so uh, this will be my pick. There you go. And I'm going with, uh, let's see, Miskatonic, number one, from Aftershock. Looks like a fun read. I always enjoy those. And I think there's going to be a time where these Aftershock books are going to uh, start getting shopped to a lot of places because they've been very, very good. They've all been good, yeah. And, you, and I don't know how many of them have been optioned already. I think they're long overdue mm-hmm. uh, for that treatment. So, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. But we want to thank you for dragging along with Drew and myself as we pick our picks of the week. We are into our second week of November as we head towards the end of the year. Of course, if you've got picks that you think you found in here that we missed or didn't talk about enough, uh, write in and be part of the podcast. Tell us what you're looking forward to buying, picking up in your local comic book shop next Tuesday or Wednesday. Or if you agree with us and you think we picked the perfect two books, let us know that you'll be buying them right alongside Drew and myself at our local comic book shop. Uh, We thank you so much. So for Drew and for myself, see ya. In the anniversary. Yeah.